Being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a full barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing will be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, and we are back. Uh, again, Ken, uh, Kent and Judy Hilferty from Novus Auto Glass up in Sterling with us today. So if you have any auto glass questions at all, please ask, and we'll get those answered. Uh, Jody in Colorado Springs, we started off with you talking about your 09 Jeep Grand Cherokee. You've got, a, I feel, a driveline vibration from everything you explained earlier. It's a driveline vibration. So question for you, what's been done to the vehicle up to this point outside of the tire change and some of that that you mentioned? Uh, so upper lower control arms. Um, I did the rack and pinion because of an accident my wife was in. It was unrelated, but even the new rack and pinion didn't stop the vibration. Um, the, uh, the, the, the used car dealer that we bought it from said he replaced the front drive shaft. Because this thing, I guess, has two, right? It does, it's got yep. the main one in the back, uh-huh. and then it's got the front because it's got that all, all-time all-wheel Correct. drive. And then it's also got, I guess, the CV axles up front. Yeah. Usually the fronts on those don't vibrate much when they're just sitting there because unless you're actually putting a load on the front end, you typically don't get much vibration. You can typically feel the difference, too, by the way, for everyone listening. A rear vibration, you'll really kind of feel in the seat of your pants. The front, you'll feel in the steering wheel. And this one, it does. It, it, you feel it like in the middle of the car. I can't feel it yeah. on any particular wheel. I didn't think okay. it was wheel bearings. I didn't think, you know, and I, I've always reverted back to that drive. So so do you, do you recommend replacing it or balancing it? Uh, has anybody done any driveline work, U-joints, anything like that? Uh, no, uh, no, 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 none of, it, none of that. But I did get up underneath it. I jacked it up. My uncle told me this. He said, get up under there, see if there's any play in that shaft. And I yanked on it, twisted it, did everything I could. There's no play. And that won't necessarily, and by the way, that's the first step and be the first thing if I was a tech looking up underneath it. The only problem with that is that doesn't necessarily tell you if a a joint is binding. And if you've got a U-joint that's even binding, so let's say that there's some wear on the needles and on on the shaft itself, they may not necessarily get loose, but they'll start to bind. That can also cause vibrations. So the next thing I would do would be to pull the drive line out and physically feel the U joints and see how they feel. Okay. Okay. And if they and feel then, if they it, feel good, I would probably how many how many miles are on it, Jody? Hundred and ten. I'd put U joints in it just knowing where it's at and if you've had an issue I'd probably have it balanced. Now this is the key and I'm not trying to sling mud at anyone, but there's not very many guys in this town that know how to balance a drive shaft correctly. I'm sorry to say. There just isn't. That's an issue. In Colorado Springs? I think in this whole Colorado state, frankly, I'm sorry. If somebody knows somebody that does a really good job, please tell me, but I've not had good luck in that area. 
you know, you know what? I've dumped so much money in this Jeep already, just empty every pocket, right? You know, buying another drive shaft is not gonna. Well, and I was just gonna say, if you're really concerned about it, yeah, buy a, You know, don't buy a shaft from a from a drive shaft company. Buy a new shaft. Go online or go to Jeep and just buy a new shaft. Right, right. I would almost okay. bet you that will fix your problem. Not, I will, you only I have two issues so. there. You've either got an issue with the drive line itself, you know, with the drive shaft itself, or you it's possible you've got a pinion bearing or something along those lines. So when you've got the shaft out, also when the, with the back end of the vehicle jacked up, feel the rear diff and make sure you don't have any roughness, anything weird going on with the rear differential. Okay. And everything I'm explaining does not point towards transmission, right? No. That's, that's my biggest fear. No. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. That's what I'm going to do is play around with that drive shaft. That's what's next. Like I said. The I'm other thing on the Grand Cherokee you've got to also look at, Jody, one last thing, is make sure the rear control arms uh-huh. to the rear differential are all good. You don't have any uh, rubber bushings that are worn out because the pinion angle changing can also have a vibration issue. So make sure all the back suspension, control arms, all of that are in good shape also. But you would feel that in the back, wouldn't you? Or no, you can feel it just feel. like you're feeling it. Oh my God. Typically, though, okay, with with typically with a angle problem on the drive shaft, you'll normally notice it more on an XL or D cell, not just at that coast point that you're at. But again, I, you know, I, I say that, and yet every everything can be a little different at times. So I, I don't want to rule that completely out. So yeah, double check to make sure rear suspension and your angle is good as well. And yeah, transmission mount is all, also too. check the transmission mount while you're at it because that's all part of that same driveline angle. Okay, so drive drive line. Would you say rear rear, your, your rear transmission mount, the suspension itself, all your control arms. In other words, we want to make sure our pinion angle and everything is correct. That we don't have any issues there. And then look at all your U joints and everything in the rear drive line. Somewhere in that rear drive line, you've got an issue. All right, guys. Thank you so much. You're very welcome, Jody. Appreciate it. And uh, those are tough, by the way, for anybody listening. Uh, and there are there are but a few shops. I'm not sorry, just. Again, not trying to sling mud or poke anybody in the eye, but there's very few shops out there that can even understand and go through what I just said because one of these, it's one of those things that we don't teach young technicians how to do anymore. Everything I just mentioned, most young techs, even some seasoned techs, have just never messed with. And the reason why you know, I probably, not probably, it's the reason I have more familiarity with that is when you did lift kits and suspension upgrades like I did for, you know, 30-some years, you learn all of that because you're forced to because you're making changes with lift kits and things like that, and you have to learn how to fix different vibrations and things that might come along that, quite frankly, the average repair shop never messes with. And it's nothing against them. It's just not what they've ever – it's sort of like, you know, Kent over here to my left – doing tractor windshield replacements not the not every auto glass company out there goes out into the field and replaces a windshield on a john deere or a case or a whatever tractor yeah, right that's not normal that's not norm that's right not normal <laughs> but you guys do it on a routine basis it is in my world yeah. it's every day <laughs> so, the other week we did one a day <laughs> so there you go so again there's just you know some of us just do different things because that's what we've done in our world and again i'm not knocking shops that can't do the vibration end of things it's just they've never had you know that that experience that know-how if you would to be able to track some of those things down and 
you know, in my world, it's all I did for 30-some years. It's, we did that stuff almost on a daily basis, and not exaggerating. It's just what you do in that world. So, uh, Mike in Masonville, you're next. Go ahead, sir. So we got to talk about battery tenders, and I have two more little quick questions after that. Okay. So here's what you got to you're making one little boo-boo with the battery tender. It's not your fault. You haven't made this. This needs just need to be pointed out. If you've got that vehicle that's on the battery tender and you don't drive it for a month to two months at a time, or let's say it's on a boat and you got it on your boat in the wintertime and for months you're not going to go look at that, but you're hoping your battery tender is going to keep your batteries up, right? So here's the problem. Even if the power blinks, and maybe, let's say it's just out for one second, two seconds, that battery tender will see that as shutting off. Somebody shut the switch off. And the battery tender, unless I'm mistaken, it will not, it might, might come back on, quote-unquote, on, yeah, mine all mine do. I've never had that issue, Mike. Not one time. Like I said, yeah. that last car I mentioned, I'd had battery tender on that since it was new uh, back in 2012. And I can guarantee you I had power shunts, power outages, and so on through that entire time. I never once have had that issue. Now, I use so, the battery tender brand itself. Yeah, I had the battery tender plus, and I could charge. I was rotating in and out 10 batteries at a time. Sure. That's just... If they have fixed that problem, Yahoo. Okay. Yeah, so, I, I, and again, I've, I've been doing that for, I don't know, 10, 10, 12 years or more or something like that, and I've not had an issue. Yeah, and that's 10 years ago is roughly when I bought my first battery tender. So here's the, here's the other issue. that um, Now, no, really battery. quick, too, Mike, I will, I will say this. I am one of those guys where, you know, I'll periodically walk around the shop, look at the tender, what are the lights on it, what do things look like, have I got any issues? And so, to your point, I do think it's not a bad idea occasionally, once a month or so, take a peek around and, you know, if you've got two or three vehicles that you've got tenders on, are all the lights on correctly, is it all green? You know what I mean by that. You know, look at the lights and what's going on with them. If something looks awry, then, yeah, you need to take care of that. Yep, and so and then oh, and I was going to add a. Here's the tip that I did to overcome that, just so I didn't have to worry about it. Those little uh, UPS battery oh, yeah. backups sure, sure. that you could buy for your computer. Yeah, good idea. I plug, plug that in first, and then and but here's the caveat on those guys: you got to make sure that your battery inside of your UPS is good. You know, I mean, and but anyway, so but anyway, just that that'll fix that problem. Uh, so you don't have to worry about it. Here's my other thing that uh, a couple of weeks ago they were talking about. What's the best way to check your battery in your car? And there's so many misconceptions. I'm branching off again. I'm, I'm going to say this. You deal with NAPA batteries that are made by Exide. Exide and NAPA, I, sh- I should rephrase that. Exide uh, sells a battery that's produced by Exide or um, East Penn Battery Company. Yeah, and you want to buy the ones that are made by East Penn. Yeah, they, after years and years of taking care of batteries, they are the group, and just for people, just a little recommendation, if you could get somebody from East Penn to come in and either on the phone with you or... Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. With your glass, yep, have them come in. That's a good idea. I'll see what I can do on that. That's a great idea, Mike. Yep, because there's 
we got three different types of batteries, and if you buy this big RV motorhome for one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars, there's you might have AGM batteries in it, you might have gel cell batteries in it, and then you probably have the regular lead acid wet cell. Maybe that's a sealed top. He could go through and explain all that. There's so many misconceptions. So Correct. I know we're. I know we're getting close to break time. No, you're here. fine. You can you can keep going. You're fine, Mike. No, and, and by the way, great point. I, I will do my best to do that. That's a great idea. Yeah, and so here's my uh, two questions for you. I, I need to – you had a vendor on three or four years ago from Colorado Springs area, I think, that they made the Caterpillar-type car cover that would help protect from hail. Yes, if, that's correct. Yes, I did. So, that's been, that's been wow, several years ago now. Yeah, and so I got to call those guys, but so – and people can, um, your listeners out there can help me out. I need to buy two or three car covers. And so whether it's the, I just need ones that will last for a while. So, so are you I looking more just for, you know, dirt, dust protection? Or are you actually looking for that, that hail protection? One needs the, one's worth it to pay the extra money for hail protection. And you can explain all this on, on a following. Okay. My, my, the next item that I want you to, if you would help me out, and, oh, I'm so frustrated with these gas cans they have. I know you talk about the perfect gas can. You can talk about that. And then also, here's the other one. I need to buy some type of a manual fuel pump that I can just crank with my hand to move gasoline from one tank over to the other. So um, there you go. And, I'll, the, and by so, the way, and really, and I'll, that one I'll answer really quick. And it, you don't even need to buy a manual, and they're not that expensive. Buy the Milwaukee cordless pump that you can put a Milwaukee battery on, and they work fabulous, Mike. I'll write that down, and you can go into more detail, and I'll let you go. I'll do it. Mike, thank you very much. Great questions, by the way. We'll be right back. Uh, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Take advantage of Geno's Alignment and Tire Rotation Special for $99.99. Snow has stayed on the ground thanks to cold temperatures, creating potholes and other driving hazards. We all know tires have a way of finding those holes, wreaking havoc on your car's suspension. Also know that an Alignment and Tire Rotation will help get even wear and longer life out of your tires. For over 40 years, Geno's Auto Service has been serving Littleton and customers along the front range. As members of Colorado Select Auto Care, we'll back up our work with Napa's nationwide peace of mind warranty. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Don't forget to check out all Geno's Google reviews for a good snapshot of the business. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. We are AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Take advantage of Geno's $99.99 alignment and tire rotation special. Some restrictions apply. See Geno's for details. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage. And something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. Do you know what to do in a traffic stop? Kevin Flesh would like to give you a few tips to help keep you and your passengers safe. If you are being pulled over for a traffic violation, slow down and put on your hazards, find a well-lit location that is out of the lane of traffic, 
Keep your hands on the wheel where the officer can see them and be polite. If you feel it's necessary, record the traffic stop. And then if you need any legal help, call Kevin Flesh at Flesh Law Firm. Kevin is our legal eagle and is an expert in traffic altercations and accidents. So put this number into your phone, 303-806-8886. You can also find Kevin online at fleshlawfirm.com. Kevin Flesh, Flesh Law Firm and proud sponsor of Drive Radio. Napa a Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. And if you've got any questions at all, please let us know. 303-477-5600. Text line as well, which i got a question that just came in for uh, Kent and Judy. I'll get that in a moment. Car covers. Uh, I've actually interviewed these folks before. They've uh, even sent us some different sample products. Empire Covers. Empire. That's with a P. EmpireCovers.com. They've pretty much pretty much got every type of cover you can imagine for everything from patio furniture to you name it. You can pretty much buy a cover for anything. Now, the one thing that they don't really do much of is hail protection. If you want full-on hail protection, you've got to get into some of the uh, blow-up type covers that are out there where it actually injects air and it makes the hail bounce off and it, you know, it does that based upon you know weather forecasts and, and or you turning it on and off manually. Uh, I still am one where if you're going to have a vehicle outside and you're worried about hail, figure out a way to hard cover it. Lean-to, carport, anything along those lines. Even some of the the more portable type, uh, you know, clear span type, you know, tent devices, things like that. I, I am more into that and then parking under that as I would be some of the covers. Not that I don't trust the covers. I don't trust the covers. Sorry, I just don't. And I know I've interviewed some of the folks from there and... I don't know. I just, for me personally, if you've got a high-end car that you're worried about having hail damage on, just figure out a way to protect that better. Now, you can take old bedspreads, old quilts, and, you know, comforters, I guess what I'm trying to say. You could put those under a car cover, figure out a way to where you could bungee those down to where they're not shifting around, then put your car cover on top of that 
And yes, that would be hail protection because I've literally at times where I had a vehicle you couldn't get inside and there was no other way to keep the hail off other than to run inside and grab some old comforters and go throw them out over the vehicle. Yes, the hail will bounce off of that and not dent it. Even large hail will not dent it. So that's another way you could put some hail protection in kind of on your own. Now, when it gets so big that it's breaking glass and doing other things, yeah, good luck. luck. If it isn't covered... I mean, if it's if it's big enough to even dent the the roof of of a, of a building and so on, uh, you know, and some of that hail can get you know golf ball or baseball size even. Yeah, there isn't much you're going to do at that point in time. It's tearing up everything, and you guys out east can get some of that. You know what I'm talking we about. We see our share of them. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, that's kind of the hail protection or the car cover end of it. Now, somebody texted in and said, uh, when it comes to Windshields. How does an insurance company determine when it's time to replace a windshield? Do you have to have a crack? You really don't. I mean, it's it's visual. If you can't see through it because it's so sand pitted and you tell your insurance company that's the case, then they will take care of it most of the time. Okay. I mean, it, a crack, yes, definitely they will replace it. But we've had some that have come in that are just sand pitted. To the point they can't see at night, and they talk to their insurance, and they're able to get it taken care of that way, too. Because it's so. about safety. They want it's it safe for the driver. The insurance company does, yeah. what you're saying. They yeah. want it yeah. safe for the driver yeah. at the end of the day. So, And they do get sand pitted where you can't see when you're driving into the sun at night. Or, right. or the you know, it just, um, you can't see. Yeah. No, I've so, had some of those that way. And yeah. some of that is wear and tear, and they need replaced you're, if you can't Every see. day you drive, you may not know this. But there are things coming off of the road that are hitting the windshield. And if you don't believe me, take the windshield out. Don't drive with any kind of glasses and tell me how much debris is coming at you. (laughs) And you will find there's a lot more there than you think (laughs) there is. And that windshield is absorbing all of that. And, you know, the other thing in in our state that's changed, of course, is we don't use as much sand and gravel, but there's still sand and gravel on the road. In other words, in wintertime, we use salt now, but there is still debris and things that are on the road that are coming up and hitting your windshield on a regular basis. And and with the wind. I mean, you look at the the wind blowing and you see the dirt in the wind. Correct. And that's hitting your windshield and it's pitting it. Correct. It's... Exactly. Makes so. it hard to see. Bob and Centennial, you're next. It's Rob, not Bob, right? It's always Rob. Rob, thank you. <laughs> Has been for years. How are you, sir? <laughs> Pretty well. We 58-year-olds have to say. Yes, we do. <laughs> well, it was this radio show I used to listen to. It was a real good one on 560 about cars. And they used to say that if you had a threat of hailstorms, what you do is you'd go to Harbor Freight. And you'd buy a bunch of their moving blankets, which were pretty yes. cheap. Yes, And you'd keep those in the trunk or those the Those work well, the too. Moving and blankets, comforters, any of that, yes. And so forth. And I've done that. I was raised your name. The other thing, of course, if you get into some kind of trouble, that moving blanket's not the best insulation, but it'll keep you somewhat It does warm. help. You're right. But I, but I would put, I got out, I was in a horrible thunder, uh, hailstorm in Larksburg. Now, fortunately, I was in the Saturn, which kind of, it's kind of the last lap of hailstorms. <laughs> But I got that uh, moving blanket in the back of the wagon out, and I put it over the roof and hood as best I could. Yep, I keep one with me at all times, so that's a great tip. Yeah, they work great. And, and you know, really quick, too, Rob, the other thing about those that's nice is they're just a little bit heavier to where if you don't have uh, any way to attach them, bungee cords or whatever. They don't you know, blow around. That's right. They're heavy enough where you can kind of slip them underneath the, the, the windshield wipers and kind of stretch them across the hood. And you know, as far as the doors go, you can put it over the roof and shut them into the doors, and away you go. And they're not terribly absorbent either, which doesn't sound like a good thing, but... It no, is. it is in that case. Good point. Now, as it comes to Harbor Freight, you can tell that they changed their business model. I used to love all those little coupons they'd send, because you get little doohickey gadgets, which didn't last too long, but they were kind of handy while you have it. I still have about 12 or so of those little blue lights. 
Oh, yeah. With the magnets yeah, on yeah. the back. Yeah. And I, I actually bought a much more expensive work light they had, and it was $8, and I loved it, how well it worked, and then it just died. No explanation uh-huh. or anything else there, so I got cranky on those, but I still got the little blue lights. But I was doing a, the brake job on that Saturn. If I, don't ask you knows how it finally turned out, because there's a really sad aftermarket to it, but it was funny at the time. And uh, I bought their great big impact torque wrench, the heavy-duty one, and it had no trouble at all with anything I threw at it. It was a monster, but I, again, it was the sort of thing I didn't think I was going to use day in, day out, so I could get away with it with year in, year out. And I also bought their torsion bars, and those were good. You, you, you know, hmm. when you're trying to get them to everything torqued down just right, they yeah. start slipping and so forth. I checked the torque manually with a pretty good torque wrench, Harbor Freight, and uh, <laughs> the uh, torque bars actually work quite well on that thing. Okay. And they're a real handy thing when you're trying to put yeah. those wheels back. They are, actually. Just right. Yeah, and agree. And not using a, a torsion bar is being very reckless when they're putting their wheels back on. Oh, the torque bars. In fact, there's a lot of shops that use those torque bars. It's been a very handy thing that was invented, I don't know how many years ago now, several, you know, decades ago now. And the other thing you can get at Harbor Freight that usually you can't go wrong on are vises. I just oh. got sick and tired of yeah. never having enough vise for the job, so one day I bought one of their $25 ones, things about a 4-inch grip and everything else, and it just grabs anything I put on it and hangs onto it tight. And I'll tell you, cheap vise is one of the most horrible things in the world, so you can buy about three grades higher than you would for Har- at Harbor Freight, and you got this monster that'll just grab onto something and not mm-hmm. let go. And when you're using a power tool, slipping is the last thing yeah. in the world you want. Great point. Now, you know, again, you there's some other items that, you know, you probably wouldn't want to buy, but there's other items that, depending upon what you're doing, to your point, Rob, they work fine. And speaking of car covers, if you ever want a reason to hate the neighbor's cat, I got one for you. Oh, let's hear it. <laughs> I'm very fond of cats. I respect cats, but that cat's getting a bucket of water if I can ever get it at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> good one. Well, have a good show. That's guys. a good you one. Rob, thanks, as always. Appreciate you know, And he's right, by the way, in the moving blankets. I'm sorry, I forgot that. That's Yeah, that's a huge tip, and I dopey me. I've got one even in the back of my truck right now that I always have around for all sorts of reasons. Uh, some of what Rob just talked about with the hail and all that, but just there's times where you just need to to have it, and it's just yeah. nice protection. And and you can buy those not only from Harbor Freight, but sometimes you can even look online. And folks, you know the the moving companies will rotate some of those out. You know, okay, so you got one with a little hole in it. Well, for what we're yeah. using it for, big deal. Who cares? Yeah. At the end It'll of the work. day, away you go, and the way they work. So, all right, other questions for us, especially glass related. Let us know three zero three four seven seven five six zero zero. There was a great question, by the way, on the insurance side, on you know when is it time to replace a windshield? And ultimate answer is when it's no longer safe. When you when you really can't see out the window like you need to any longer, that's the time to replace it. So, really quick before we go to break, laminated glass. A lot of side windows now are laminated, right? How do you know? There's usually a label on the bottom corner that says either laminate or safety glass or tempered. Tempered. Okay, so and tempered means it's not laminated. Tempered's going to break in a million pieces, and it is by law supposed to break by quarter inch by quarter inch, so it doesn't scratch you. It doesn't cut you. Okay. I mean, it'll scratch you, and you can get glass on you, but it will not. It's not a shard going at you. Okay. Um, So tempered is your back glass. Your door glass a lot of those are now they're starting to do the laminated door glass and it's mainly the front glass and mainly for that for everybody listening they're going to that in my opinion i could be 
completely off, but I think it's more of sound deadening in the car. They're trying to make it's, the car quieter. Some of it's sound, and a lot of it's for safety. It okay. makes your airbags work better okay. because of that laminated glass in the front door. Got it. And that's what it's about. Okay. So safety and safety. noise. Safety. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. All right. Uh, tell you what, we got a break coming up. Josh in Denver, hang tight. We'll come right back. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie Distributing, your local BG Products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. This week, we're going to talk about one of the most expensive components in your whole car, the transmission. Specifically, the transmission fluid. You see, according to the Automatic Transmission Rebuilders Association, or ATRA, the number one cause for transmission failure is fluid failure. And the number one cause for fluid failure is heat. You see, most transmission fluids can last as long as 100,000 miles as long as the fluid stays at or below 180 degrees. According to ATRA, for every 20 degree increase in the operating temperature of that fluid, the life of the fluid is halved. That means conditions like stop-and-go traffic or mountain driving or the terrible Colorado weekend combination of both can quickly lead to a severe degradation of transmission fluid, thusly significantly reducing the protection needed to keep that expensive component trouble-free and fun to drive. So, what should you do? At BG, we recommend replacing any fluid prior to the point of failure. In our experience, replacing the transmission fluid every 30,000 miles and treating the new fluid with an antioxidant conditioner will protect your car for life. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with BG Products. We'll talk to you again next week. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured. But you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, You'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. 
All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Kent and Judy Hilferty from Novus Auto Glass up in Sterling with us today as well. Josh in Denver, you are next. Go ahead. Yeah, hey, thanks for taking the call. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a 2013 Mazda 3 hatchback uh, that I drive quite a bit. It has a, about 174,000 miles on it. Uh, I use it. I'm a rideshare driver. Okay. Um, I, ha- I have a mechanic. Um, I don't know if I can mention the name on air or not, but um, I've built a pretty good relationship with him over the last year or so. But it's time now to replace strut, shock. Um, they're also saying a CV, I think maybe a boot or a joint in there. And um, it's adding up quite a bit. I mean, we're talking probably twelve to 1300 to replace uh, struts uh, in the front and the shocks in the back. Um, That's a good price, actually. Is it really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it's typically more mm-hmm. than that. That's a good price. Okay. Um, and so I, I actually went on Nextdoor, the app, and um, I had a couple of mobile mechanics kind of hit me up, and it made me a little nervous. Um, you know, it seemed cheaper. Yeah, you still got to align it, though. Sure. So the mobile guys, that's all fine and dandy, but that car needs an alignment when it's done. So I would only have someone do that that can do everything in-house. The struts, the CV, and I wouldn't do boots. It needs a CV joint or an axle. Just put an axle in it is the way to do that. That's the best way to do it. So I would do all of that, put a, put a put an axle in it, and it needs aligned after it's done. Unless that can be all done in one place, I wouldn't do it there. Okay. Um if I ever wanted to get a second opinion uh, in the southwestern area Geno's, part of Denver, do you have a... Geno's Auto Service. Geno's? Yep, Geno's, Geno's. And they okay. do all that kind of work, and it's all in-house. They've got the alignment, and actually one of the best alignment, uh, in my opinion, alignment companies in town, period, because they've got all the latest technology and know exactly how to do all of that. And even to the point where yours doesn't doesn't need this, but a lot of late model vehicles have to have a scan tool to even center the steering wheel to get the alignment done correctly because everything is drive-by-wire now. So even a lot of late-model vehicles like that, Josh, they can do. So, yeah, they're one of the best. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, do you have time for one more question? Sure, go right ahead. And, and that car's worth fixing, knowing what you do with it. Yeah, fix it and keep driving it. Uh, it's been a great car. I mean, there's had a couple mm-hmm. of things with motor mounts and a couple other odd things, like a baffle breaking in the gas tank, which kind of makes a rattling noise, but... Um, other than that, I mean, it, it, you know, it's been doing the job well. Yeah, and it's a great um, car. I'm glad I bought, bought Japanese. Um, one of the other problems I'm having, which uh, the mechanic is kind of a little stumped on, is, is that um, after the car has warmed up, especially in warmer temperatures, when it's at a stoplight in drive, I will get a uh, kind of a rough idle, nothing that is pushing the... Uh, um, Odometer. I can't think of the word. Tachometer. The, yeah, the tachometer up, but it feels rough. Okay. Um, if I put it in neutral, it all goes away. Yeah, and that's um, everything. That could be neutral. everything from a simple, there's some injection service and cleanings that can be done on that, even some oil cleanings that clean the rings that change the idle and so on. Believe it or not, yes, it can do all of that. There's just some internal things that can be done when it comes to service that, you again, they could look at that all the same time and could also have something to do with a, 
you know, an injector that's maybe not quite firing correctly and or the ignition side. So all of that would have to be looked at, Josh. It could be any one of those. Could it be another motor mount? Mm, possibly. The thing you'd want to make sure is that it, the engine is running correctly. And if it is, then yes, and of course, at the same time, look at all the motor mounts. But yeah, it could be. Yeah, it could be something that simple. Okay, great. Well, I really do appreciate that. Thank you, Josh. No, and Geno's can do all that for you. Great. And where are they located? Do you know? They're at the corner of Bowles and Platte Canyon. So Bowles and Platte Canyon. And their their phone number, I've got it handy real quick, Uh, 303-794-6700. Great. I appreciate that. You're very welcome. Thank you, Josh. Appreciate the phone call very much. Jeff and Golden, you're next. Go ahead. Hey, how you doing? Good, Jeff. What's up? Not much. The uh, the question of the day. I'll tell you one item I've picked up at uh, Harbor Freight. I love I, I love Harbor Freight. You know what I mean? It is. There's so many things that you can pick up on it, but uh, it saved us on a. And it's I don't even know where you can even get one other than Harbor Freight. Uh, is the little? It's like a little sway bar kit for your uh, like if you're it's a, like a single axle trailer you're towing. You know? Oh yeah. That has that has it wants to fishtail on you. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, and uh, when we were towing to Bristol, my little car trailer is a single axle, and I'll tell you what, we picked up, uh, I got one of those little sway bar things, and it, that thing was a, just mm-hmm. a lifesaver, and on a, on a long haul on a fur trailer, so I don't even know where you get a good one, but it's it's like the little, uh, mm-hmm. it's the little mini one that has yep. like a, a beam, and it, yeah, yep. you tighten it down. Yep. Yep. Yeah, no, and, and those have been made for years and years. I didn't know Harbor Freight even sold those, so thanks for the tip, but yeah, they've those have been made by companies like... You know, Valley, Sway Away, all sorts of different companies have made those for years. Right, that's right. Yeah, no, I should know that being in the, that business. That's right. Now you're right, Valley is what you're right, but but they do have them there. And that I was did, just, yeah, that thanks. Was I didn't know that. Trying to find yeah. one of those. Yeah, they're all over the place, yeah, and that saved us out in the middle yeah, of nowhere. Perfect. So. I didn't know yep. that. Good tip. Yep. 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 Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate you Bye. as always, uh, Luke and Frederick. You're next. Go ahead, Luke. Yes, John. Thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a 2001 Dodge Ram 1500, okay. 5.9 liter V8, four-wheel drive, and I uh, emailed you earlier in the week about a problem I was having. Uh, it was uh, stalling out, the, uh, misfiring, and then it died on me when I got to work. Mm-hmm. And so I had a toad. And that's the one where the, the is that the one where the technician thinks it needs a computer? No. Um, he, uh, got it started by uh, what he said was he fixed a couple of wires under the steering column. Oh, okay. Yes. Sorry. I've I've had two or three similar emails this week. So yes, I do remember that one. So he replaced the, uh, O2 sensors on it. Uh, he said one of them definitely was bad. The wiring diagram, everything checked out on the voltage and he replaced the, uh, then it was still stalling out. So he replaced the crankshaft sensor and it still was stalling out so they detected that it was ignition coil okay so and i don't know why it took them so long because it's like uh, well whatever but anyway uh i went and drove it around and it's only got half the power it had before Hmm. okay i can't think of anything they would have done that would have that would have caused that None of those sensors, none of what you've told me would have affected that. 
what he's telling me now is that uh, I have a clogged or partially clogged catalyst. Now, that would make sense and probably what's been the problem all along. You think so? Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, that was probably the original problem. Not, I mean, not the original problem with fixing the wires under the steering column, but the, all of the other issues you've had was probably that all along. So because of the O2 sensors, you think it uh, it just clogged up that uh, yep. cat quicker? Yep, most likely. And if that needs a cat, and like I've said numerous times on air now, uh, you're in the emissions zone. It doesn't matter. In Colorado, you've got to do a California cat period, so you've got to put a California-approved cat on it. I couldn't go to, like, a junkyard nope. and take one? Nope. nope. No one's you can, but no one, no shop's going to put that on. If you want to do that yourself, that's fine. But there's not a shop around that'll put that on. Right. So you definitely think it's a clogged cap. Well, that would make sense as to what your issues are and why you're half power. Yes. Hmm. Okay. And that probably Thank was some of your issues. All along, Luke. So, no, thanks for that, and I appreciate that. Uh, Kyle in uh, Dallas. What's going on, Kyle? Hey, great show as usual, John. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks for listening all the way down in Texas for us. We appreciate it. Yeah, stream you every Saturday. Thank you. um, I used to be be in the battery business, and I... uh, I'm a huge proponent of uh, putting your uh, battery on a charger, you know, a battery tender, something like that. and, and really quick, Kyle, for all the folks out there that may not believe what we're saying is true, why is that the case? Well, a lot of these cars these days, they have such huge electrical loads on them. I mean, between the engine controls yep. and all the... Uh, all the uh, There's a lot of parasitic draw, right? Oh, yeah, we call them vampire drains. Yep. And, uh, you know, and if, and if a battery uh, gets down below a certain level, I mean, everything shuts off. And so you've got to keep that. Uh, you got to keep above a certain voltage or a certain percentage. Yeah. And so putting it putting it on a battery charger every once in a while is probably one of the best things you can do. A lot of people don't realize this, but your alternator is not a charger. It is not. It's a maintainer. And uh, yeah, and if you get if you uh, you know a lot of these vehicles come with external plugs. So if you're running something off of your battery, even with the engine off, driving that car around with your alternator working is not going to bring that battery back up to its to its uh, optimum charge so you you have to put a battery charger on it and low and slow is is the best thing to you're do you're correct so spot on Kyle anyway I just want no you're 100% wanted, correct want, thank you yeah I just wanted to just wanted to point that out and I do have a question for your uh, for your guests yes. they deal with automotive glass uh, yes a lot of these cars these days you know they're trying to get weight out of cars by everything possible making seats thinner and and uh, automotive glass thinner and everything else uh, i know a lot of these car manufacturers are using acoustic glass what is, what is that that's more of a sound barrier it doesn't make the windshield lighter it's a sound barrier inside the pvc in between the two layers of glass and it kind of cushions the sound make your car quieter on the inside make your radio work better but it's really not nothing to do with the weight of it oh i see Okay, so are those uh, are those usually a little bit more expensive to replace? Some, yeah. a little bit more, but not every model has that option in it. Some cars do, some don't, so it's not available for everything. So a lot of your oh, Ford pickups and some of your high-end cars have that, but not every car has that option. 
Yeah. I, I guess for the benefit of the listeners, I mean, automotive windshields, they're they're more, uh, they're, they're not just glass. They're kind of a laminate sandwich, aren't they? Yeah, the two layers of glass layer PVC in the middle. And it's all about safety. So that's designed to keep stuff from coming in the car and you from going out. Yep. That will keep you there. And having it glued to the body also keeps that glass in place. Versus the old, uh, you know, rubber uh, seals we used to have, Kyle, the gaskets, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you mentioned something a little while ago. You mentioned sand pitting. And uh, I've gotten into the habit of even if I'm driving down the highway, I uh, I don't follow trucks that are blowing off Me neither. Of sand. Or I, I've I've, dri- I've driven through construction zones on highways, and the sand's blowing across the uh, across the highway. And I, I'm just surprised how abrasive sand is. You can you can clean off your windshield later on. You can just see all the little micro pits all over your. I think windshield. people forget to your point, Kyle. Uh, sand, which really is then impregnated into a sanding disc, will actually grind metal. We all tend to forget that at times. Yes. And yeah. glass is made yeah. of And glass is made of sand. <laughs> there you go. And it'll ruin the paint, the glass, everything, everything on that yeah. car. Sure will. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, well that's it. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's all I no, have. No, I appreciate and it. I, uh, Thanks, Kyle. All right. Thank all you. Right. Thanks. Have fun in Dallas. I know the weather's getting better for you guys down there, so... So thanks. All right, I've got a question on glass as well. It just came in on a text message. I'll answer that as soon as we come back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. No one likes to be that person. You know the one stuck on the side of the road, busted tire, making everyone slow down to get around them. With Legacy Automotive's new tire sales, you don't have to be that person ever. Here in our Colorado climate, you might be closer to needing new tires than you think. A bad set of tires can be dangerous and even life-threatening. Tires should be regularly examined for cracks, bulges and blisters, and other signs of wear and tear on your vehicle. The skilled team at Legacy Automotive in Boulder will be able to examine your current set of tires, let you know what they recommend based on what they find, and help you get on the road. Legacy Automotive is a Napa Gold Certified Auto Care Shop and employs ASC Certified Technicians. So don't be that guy. And make an appointment at Legacy Automotive today at 303-396-0555. Or visit them online at LegacyAutomotive.com. Legacy Automotive, locally grown auto repair. Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. Hunting down that hard-to-find part for an out-of-the-ordinary car can be quite a time-consuming chore. Unless, of course, you just go around the corner to your local Napa Auto Parts store, where we have over 310,000 parts, all of them made to fit and perform just like the original. Yeah, there are people who say it's the journey and not the destination, but those people have never tried to find an alternator for an 82 Fiat on a Saturday. Go to NapaOnline.com for the location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? 
Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679, and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Again, our glass experts are with us, Kent and Judy from Novus Auto Glass up in Sterling. And I just got a question that came in. Isn't glass today lighter and therefore thinner to meet cafe standards? Yes, it is, because we've done some cars made in the 70s, and that glass is almost twice as thick. And that was standard in 1970, 75. Now, to make it lighter, that glass is a lot thinner. But it still meets requirements for safety standards. And structural, because there's also some structural integrity now going into the glass that didn't exist yes. back then, right? Yep. Yes. Because to your point, it's glued in. It's, it really, it, in a lot of ways, becomes a part of the body now where it didn't used to be, yes, right? it's a big part of the body and the safety and to help make the airbags work better. It all is tied together. Okay. Where that 1970 they charger didn't matter. Didn't matter. It's glass, something to look through. Well, like my old Buick, it's actually got the the original windshield from 1968 still in it because yes. Kent mm-hmm. verified that. Yes, it does. Because <laughs> we were going to replace it because it's got a teeny, teeny little crack in it that Kent did a pretty good job of getting most of it out. And it was there when I was a kid. I mean, I, I oh, had wow. that kit. I had that car when I was in high school, and it was there then. And I'd never replaced it. I don't know. I just never really thought much about it back then. And we were I was going to have Kent do that, I don't know, last summer. And... Uh, come to find out, it's got the original windshield still in it from 1968, so we just went ahead and left it alone. In fact, all the glass is original in that yeah, car. So. Yeah, everything in it's and original. To me, that's the value of the, the classic cars, the original parts. It's got all, so. the, all, the, uh, all the old stuff in it. Because you can buy glass for that, but not the original. But not the same so. stuff. Yep. So Okay, so yes, to answer that question, yes, the glass is lighter today and therefore thinner, uh, meets the cafe standards. Now, I also will say this, though. Is it any less durable now than it used to be? And I don't know that I have a straight answer for that. Is it or is it? I don't think it is. I, I mean, a, a little bit thicker glass might hold up a little more to breakage versus the thinner one, but it still works. The, same. You know, the glass back in the old days still got sandblasted and cracked and chipped, and I, a lot of it's about weight of the vehicle too. So they're putting true. less glass in, less weight, better gas mileage. I mean, it all kind of goes together. Well, they tell me glass is cheap to produce versus a piece of metal and shape the metal so they put more glass in the cars to make it more because they can get the shape out of the glass easier than they can the metal yeah and it looks nice from the inside you can see more and now the older vehicle that glass isn't very tall no maybe a foot and a half that's true and you look at these vehicles now and we have five foot windshields in some of these vehicles very true so there's a lot lot of glass exposure exposure. yes yes because of that 
And some vehicles, depending upon the vehicle, and you'd think today we wouldn't have very many, you know, uh, up and down windshields. In other words, we'd think everybody would, everything would be really sloped back at this point in time, but they're not. I just drove that new Bronco, uh, you know, a f- couple of weeks ago, and, and the Jeeps are kind of the same Jeeps. way. Land Rovers, I man, go down the list of a lot of vehicles that are still fairly. I mean, they're sloped, but not like not, not like a car. Not There's not a lot yeah. of slope to them. They're pretty much up and down, so they're absorbing. It's like running down the road with a piece of cardboard out there. Pretty much. Yep. Right? Yep. I mean, they're picking up everything coming it, at it. You question if it doesn't hit and go off of the car. You know, if they got enough of a slope, it doesn't hit real hard. It okay. could just deflect it a little bit. But those flat ones, they're just... Okay, so dark. back in the day, which we don't use these anymore, but we used to use a lot of bug guards back in the day. You'd put mm-hmm. the flat-faced bug guard up front, the truck, and everybody thought, well, it would keep the... The bugs off the windshield. In fact, a lot of those bug shields were made by a company up in Longmont. They were sold worldwide, and there was a company up there that did a lot of bug shields back in the day. And uh, most people don't know that, but, yeah, a lot of those bug guards that were made back in the day were made up in Longmont, in a little factory up there. And, you know, that was that was back when, you know, everything was kind of a flat-nosed truck, and almost every truck running around had some sort of a bug shield on the front. Now, they did help with the bugs on the windshield they detracted from the fuel economy did it really help protect the windshield and why don't we do that now probably didn't help maybe the bottom six inches it might have deflected that but the rest of it it didn't help okay i'm not sure why they don't do it you see a few we don't because they don't do bug guards anymore we still see a few on the older farmer pickups we see them quite a bit but but nothing new nothing Nothing on the new new. trucks though is that just because of styling or some of them then the newer ones really fit kind of the hood right i mean they're very close to the hood correct kind of the other ones i remember going oh yeah they were just, just flat four inches in front and they came in all different colors you yes. get them in you know clear or smoked or blue or red or whatever or they'd flag I've yeah they'd have flag all kinds of stuff on the front yeah. it's kind of a redneck thing sorry did i say that i didn't say that it kind of was it's more of a trend uh, i'm trying to think of the name if, if somebody's listening and remembers the name of the company in Longmont that made those bug guards. Please tell me. Started with an A. Aero Aero Shield or Dude, I'm trying know. to remember off the top of my head, but I think they were like Aero Shields or Aero Visors or Aero. I sold a gazillion of those back in the day. Sure, I can still picture them in my in my mind. The box that came in and everything. I sold a gazillion of those back in the day, but I can't remember the we've bloody all, name now. We've all owned one at one time. Yeah, I sold a gazillion of them. I mean, literally, I'd stock. I stocked two or three for every truck made back then, and all the different colors and so on. And, you know, as long as it wasn't some oddball thing, they even had a gold color back oh, in the day. Kind of this, kind of this yellowish yeah. color, and you made them for everything, even RVs and stuff. You get a bug shield for just about anything. For- they had these goofy little clips. You'd put them underneath the hood, and they'd cut your fingers if you were working. Anyway. The hood didn't work right after No, they that. wouldn't yeah. shut. Sometimes you'd have to adjust the little rubber stoppers to get the hood to shut right because you had all these brackets and crap now underneath the hood. Yeah. And you know, but Back then, the speed limit was 55, so you know, it didn't really, did really matter at the end of the day. And they didn't get good gas money no, to they, start with. No, they stunk anyway, so it didn't make any difference. But Well, I shouldn't say that. This Bronco I drove the other day only got 15 miles a gallon. I think most of them did that well, so I don't That's know if true. it's much different or not when it comes to that. Yeah. This one costs more. This one costs a lot more. <laughs> yeah, that Bronco Ford Raptor, I did a review on that last week. And, uh, yeah, that vehicle, nice vehicle. But uh, if you can find one in stock at a dealership that's willing to sell you one, they're like 120 Wow. 
for a ninety some thousand dollar vehicle. So, so the high horsepower is that that one was four hundred and seventeen, I want to say, or four twenty, something like that. that it ran be, well. Should run well. Yeah, no, they're heavy. <laughs> it's heavy, but no, it ran ran really well. So again, any any questions you guys have on glass three oh three. 477-5600. We'll have Kent and Judy with us for about another hour. We'll be here till 1 o'clock, of course. And there's always other questions that come up on glass. Everything from, you know, how many times can you fix one? Uh, you name it. And, and by the way, there's a big difference in how those things uh, should be fixed and what you need to do after you have a pit. We'll get into some of that here right after we come back from the news because there are certain things that you need to be doing if, in fact, you end up with a pit in the windshield. And we're kind of at that time of the year where... You know, we've had a rougher winter, and people are going to be thinking about when do you – because that's the question really quick before we go to break. Is there a better time of the year or not to replace a windshield, or does it matter? It doesn't matter. I don't think it matters. <laughs> I mean, we do have the snow, and we have the rocks that are thrown, um, but we have construction in the summer, too. So I don't know when's a good time. Yeah, a couple of hail storms. So. Yeah. When, when's a good time? When it's bad and it needs replaced, that's when the right time. Replaced. That's yeah. how I look when at it. See. When you can't see it anymore, yeah, that's, that's the time yeah. to replace it. Yes, I agree. Yeah. So, All right, we'll be right back, folks. We're uh, going to come back on a full hour coming your way. Again, any questions you've got for us, you can text us. I'll get those answered uh, online and do it on air as well, 307-200-8222. You can also call us direct, and we'll get that answered that way as well, 303-477-5600. Drive Radio, we'll be right back. This is KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com, email your questions and comments, download previous programs, and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.